Welcome to Worth Reading Wednesdays here at the Columbus Lounge Public Library System. This is a podcast hosted by CLPLS librarians about books we're reading and recommending and anything else that has caught our attention. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Tori. My name is Nicole. And we have with us... Hi, it's me. And who are you? My name is Aaliyah. I am new to the library. Yes, and you work at our... Circulation Desk. Yay! Well, before we get ready to get into all of this, we'd like to say, yes, been a minute, hasn't it? It's been since April since we've actually taped a Worth Wednesday episode. And we thank those who have still been rocking with us and letting us know how much they've enjoyed our podcast episodes. And we've got some good stuff coming up for the remainder of the year. We had a lot of stuff happening, summer reading, we had some issues with just health issues. COVID kind of hit, y'all. I mean, it it yeah. it came in and said schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're we we were fumbling uh, badly, but now we're back into the swing of things, and we really appreciate y'all for sticking with us and hanging with us for the remainder of the year with whatever episodes we've got coming up next. Yeah, we'll probably go until next april i'm hoping because yeah. i mean how do how many months do shows go when they like end the season and the new season starts i'm not sure um, i think it just depends yeah, yeah. It depends. i feel it like depends. we took a good break and you know and we needed it yeah. i mean we needed it it was a, just a lot of stuff going on here at the library that just kept us from being able to actually sit down and, and tape and i was um, telling Milani like 31 programs a month at least for June and July. Wow. That's me. That's not even counting the adult programs. Right. That Melissa has been doing. And then we, you know, a lot of staff had different health issues pop up. Right. And then. We were doing new hires. We had some people who yeah, left. We had some trainings yeah. to go through. And then, man, like the Tinker Space opened in May, so that yeah. was taking a lot of my time too. Yeah. Our Tinker Space is fully stocked. Yeah. With Xbox, Nintendo Switch, Oculus VR headset, um, movie making equipment, a 3D printer that's still the bane of my existence and it's not <laughs> online yet. It's coming though, and when it when it comes, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. So we're working on making sure that. The space is really inviting. We've got new furniture in the teen space and all that. We got new on. furniture in the children's yeah. space too. We re- like updated the furniture in the children's space, and that was about to kill me. I, mean, <laughs> I tell you, like that was kissing right up on the beginning of SLP. Yeah, and I was so stressed. I was like sweating she daily. She was putting together furniture, and we were playing in boxes, and but it was it was. Oh my God. Chaos. It was a lot of stuff going on. I forgot about the furniture, man. You remind me. Furniture. And then I had to help, like, Elizabeth, our MUW community partner, Mm -hmm. over the summer was a huge help. She really was. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, if you're listening. She, I could not have made it through the summer without her because she helped me assemble a lot of that furniture out there. Mm -hmm. And by help me, she did most of it. Uh, (laughs) Like, man, and just getting all the new computer because we got some new computers in the children's section right. oh my gosh I, yeah. it was one thing after another y'all seriously the reason why we've been kind of uh absent or yeah. absentee 
But um, we're back. We're yes. back. We're back. We're stronger. We feel better. Our minds are clearer. And we're going to get back to this good stuff because <laughs> yes. I've been reading some stuff, girl. But I'm not going to go first. Okay. I am going to let our wonderful star of the show, Miss Aaliyah, tell us what you've been reading, girl, since you've been working here at the library. Yeah, yeah I yes. see Aaliyah reading all Every day. Shit. She got a book. She got three, four I books every day. love to read. I love, 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 love. Yeah. And for those who follow... Nicole's the Enneagram one. I'm the eight, and Aaliyah is a five. Oh so wow! She'd be staying in a book. Yeah. <laughs> what you um, got? Well, my first book is called The Black of the Berry. It's about colorism and how mm-hmm. it affects the African American community, mm-hmm. and it's about how we can be colorist amongst our own, and how. You know, this girl, she grew up being the darker one in her family and Mm -hmm. how it affected her childhood. And she moved, went to college, and she still faced the same kind of struggles. So it's a good book. And at the end, she finally, you know, finds herself and finds her place in the world. So that's That's a good good thing. Now, I will have to say on that, colorism has is still in some cases within the community still being played out. You've, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever seen anybody who has responded and said, stop referring to that particular young lady as light skin mm-hmm. or that kind of thing that, you know, uh, that was one of the things that back in, in the days in my grandmother's days, where if you could not pass a paper bag test, right. And they talk um, about the color of a mm-hmm, the color of a paper bag as a African American, that pretty much you were ostracized not only by the white community but also within your own black community. Mm-hmm. So a lot of beautiful, beautiful, darker skinned people have suffered in the ideas of colorism and it's caused some rifts between families and it's caused some women who didn't think themselves to be beautiful are still are now coming out you know and recognizing that that was what they were suffering yeah and I've seen a lot of it play out for Hollywood stars right like Mm -hmm. the discussion around like Thandi Newton getting more roles than other people or like um, Jada Pinkett Smith or like but I feel like just seeing that, I don't know, it's just so warped, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm over it. I hate that our society is so, like, people cannot change their skin color. Right. Like, that right. is not something you can change. How right. is that any... Anyways, that's just... <laughs> you digress. <laughs> I digress. It's not, you know... Well, um, that seemed like that was an interesting book. It was. Book. It okay. really was. Okay. And another book that I read is called The Nephilim and the Pyramid of the Apocalypse. Oh, that's a mouthful. Yes. And I am very interested in the Bible. And okay. I want to know everything from beginning to end. So this book tells you about what happened back then with the giants coming to Earth, you know, oh. mingling with the the little people <laughs> and and creating monsters mm-hmm. and those monsters supposedly help build the pyramids oh. now everybody i think thinks that you know the jews i guess or the egyptians yeah the egyptians you know uh built the pyramids but the the blocks are too big they're a ton, they weigh a ton, mm. and nobody my size, I know, can lift a ton block by themselves. 
And the wheel wasn't invented back then. So oh. it's this theory that those people created the pyramid. And the pyramid mm. has something to do with the apocalypse mm. and how the pyramid is positioned with the stars. And it's it's a very, very, <laughs> very, very interesting read. Yeah. And it also talks about um the astronomical beliefs, like the different zodiac signs, mm-hmm. and it talks about um what else is it talking about? I see this book. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good book. It's a good book. It talks about the book of Revelation and how certain things are coming to pass and right. how certain things have not yet come to pass but will come to pass. And are, the, are the monsters going, I mean, or are the giants going to return? Or what Yes, can, they are. They're wow. locked away in a place called Tatars, if I'm not saying it wrong. Uh-huh. And this where... When when the time come, when the last trumpet sounds, mm-hmm. you don't So is there any like uh reference to Jesus or yes, God? It has a lot of biblical verses that mm-hmm. relates to what he's saying. And the book is by Patrick Heron, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. yes. he adds his, he adds a lot from the Bible in there to back up what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and this has been loved. Yes. Like somebody got in that book and started taking notes of their own. Yeah. They were like yes. trying to get That's the, the beauty of people of donating books and stuff. Like, you know, we've had people who brought back books and said, This book was written in, but but was it written in with somebody's notes and thoughts that you mm-hmm. can actually see? Now I like that. I can appreciate that. To see what somebody else was thinking because we're all different and we're gonna have those different opinions right. and stuff, so. but it is well loved, and it's actually in our nonfiction section. Yes, we've got to find a way to really pump up our nonfiction section, like really get people to come in and start back reading nonfiction. Because I've gotten some really good books, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn by mm-hmm. any means, but I've gotten some really good nonfiction books that even I want to read. And y'all know that I love my fiction mm-hmm. <laughs> to the heart, but I have had some really good books, uh, nonfiction books, on my radar that I want to get into. That's a really great read, especially if you're, like, interested in, like, want to know what's going on in the Bible. And, right. You know, you just want, you, I'm the type of person where, like, I want to know the facts. Like, yeah. I'm a digger. So. Yeah. What's, I want to put two and two together and get five. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I so, yeah. You. Well, that seems interesting. interesting. So, we had giants coming down and. Yeah, I can say it's possibly something happened. I mean, because there are are so many question marks as to how things were created, Mm -hmm. especially if the wheel wasn't even invented yet. So they have not had the opportunity to make pulleys and things Mm -hmm. like that in order to place those those stones that that weigh a ton into this nice, beautiful triangle. Yes. Hmm. So interesting. We we gonna see in the when the end in the end we gonna see what's gonna happen. Somebody gonna be right and somebody gonna be wrong, and then somebody just ain't gonna care. They just like I'm just here. (laughs) I'm just here. (laughs) I like ignorance is bliss. I find out when I find out stuff too much, my feelings get hurt. Right. Why? And then there's no real good why answer to the why. Right. And then I'm just like in my feelings. So, yeah. Well, it's, you got one more book. What else did you find? And my last book is by Marlon James. It's uh-huh. called The Book mm. of Night Women. 
Ooh. It's a pretty cover. Yes. It is. It's about a slave girl born in Jamaica who has special, like, powers. Mm-hmm. Dark powers. Okay. And okay. She can just look at you and you get sick and Ooh. You, you, you get knocked off. You, you die. <laughs> you get taken out. Yes. Right. Yes. But they are planning a revolt. The other slaves around her are planning a revolt. And she is the missing piece to their revolt because she has these powers. And they also have these powers. They have all of these slaves have green eyes and their eyes can work wonders and do wow. things. And interesting. Stuff. So, yeah, it's a, okay. it's, a, it's an interesting. I may have to look into that. I like stories like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's um, a little bit of sci-fi. Right. Yeah. It's gotten an award, uh, the Dayton 2010 Literary Peace Prize, actually. Um, and this cover is just gorgeous. It seems like it could have even been taken from a painting, an actual painting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that looks interesting. I like that. And I love the title, The Book of Night Women. Yes, they will yeah. meet in secret to plan. Plot. Plan and good plot. plot. I love it. Yeah, Marlon James is, he... It's really gotten notoriety over the Black Leopard. You know that book? It's like Black Leopard, Red Wolf, or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I that, know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and it's like a trilogy now or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was working up and getting he was yeah. writing stuff before that too. That was really yeah. good. Well, Aaliyah, you really had some good reads. You yeah, came please. with a pack full of of good punch. Mm-hmm. I was like, she got a second page. She right. Got page. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to go next or you want me to? Sure, I can go next. So I've been a bad, bad girl. So I have supposedly been reading An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Yeah, I know, y'all, I'm late. I'm, like, big late. But it is really good. But with all the things that have been happening Mm -hmm. in the last few months, I have not really been able to dedicate the amount of time that I want to spend towards reading it. But when I say it's good and I I do want... Like, I have those feelings of wanting to come back to it. Mm-hmm. That's always a good thing. Um, I love the fact that some of the book is written in letters between our main character, Celestial, and Roy. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, Roy and Celestial are, are newly married. And they go to their uh, go to Roy's family's house and have dinner and everything. And instead of staying with their with Roy's parents, they go and stay in a hotel. And he and Celestial happen to get into a little bit of a verbal argument. And one of the most beautiful things I like about it is that their way of saying, "Okay, we've gone too far, and we don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings," they will whoever whoever wants to can yell out the the anniversary of their first date to remind them okay we loved each other one at one point right. we're disagreeing right now and we need time to go away think about what we really want to come back to say and then we'll reconvene so so let's uh roy throws it out the the date of their first date and she agrees and they decide to go and take a breather well roy goes remember they're at the ho- at the motel Roy goes to go and get some eyes, and there's a lady there that's in the hallway, and she's she's an older lady, and she looked like she was about to drop things in her hand. So Roy, being the gentleman that he was, he helped her uh, take her stuff into her hotel room, 
And then there was a toilet that was not flushing or sounding right. And Roy went and fixed that. And as he was leaving, the lady was like, you are just so sweet and all this good stuff. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, my mom raised me right. And, you know, I, I would definitely need to be, you know, doing this. Well, he also in that com split conversation talked about that he and Celestia had had a disagreement. So by the time Roy gets back to his apartment, the first thing that happened was that morning, he, the police bust into the motel room and they arrest Roy because the lady that he helped as a gentleman said that she had been raped mm. and that she knew it was Roy and that couldn't have been anybody else but Roy. But again, she had this pleasant interaction with this young man. Right. And so... Roy gets in prison, and of course, everything is skewed. He is an African-American man. This is a Caucasian woman that is accusing him of rape. He has the entire family, like, coming to his defense, mm -hmm. you know, saying this this is just not him. You don't get it. This is just not this particular dude. So many people working on his behalf. Plus, he was a lawyer himself. It's weird. So anyway, you know, this marriage is one that's trying to survive, but Roy goes to, to prison. He's sentenced actually to 12 years. And whatever. Yeah. So, so he goes, he goes and he, and, and the letters that they write back and forth to each other in the beginning are, they're trying to continue their marriage. And she's like, you know, I'm going to support you, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, after after time goes on, right. you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to fulfill that because 12 years is a long time. Long time. And so after five years, Roy is finally released. But Celestial has moved on. Five and so years? She, mm -hmm. Are she they still married? They're still married on paper. But Celestial wrote him a, a letter. Probably not a Dear John letter. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, Celestial. Yeah, she she That's gave low him that. down. That's but she dirty. told him she said it's not that I don't love you. It's just that I can't continue right. to be the woman that I'm supposed to be out in the world as your wife and you're not here. Yeah. So she was like, I'm not going to divorce you. I just need to, I, I we just need to move into our separate worlds. So I have not gotten to the point where Roy has had a chance to meet Celestial after all this time, but he is out of prison and uh, he's eventually going to make his way to go and talk to Celestial. Now, I hope this is going to have a happy ending. I hope they do too, because the, the description of how he wooed her and how she just became this woman of substance and she began to realize her worth being with him mm -hmm. is something that a marriage could definitely be survive on this right. is, this wasn't just some apprehensive dating that they did and then all of that this is like a true true relationship yeah. so i'm rooting for them but uh yeah i kind of was hurt too when celestia wrote Aww. that dear john <sighs> it's like yeah but beyond that, I'm not, that's that's what I'm reading, still working on right now. But I have read some books in the last few months that I just wanted to quickly mention. One of them is The Songbook of Benny Lament by Amy Harmon. I loved it. It's kind of like, um, let's say, a Billie Holiday kind of thing. A Caucasian man falls in love with a beautiful singer. And my review said in the very beginning, you can't be mad at a man for who he is, only what he is and the choices he makes. 
Benny Lament said that. And Benny was a part of kind of sort of like the Italian mob. <laughs> he was involved in slight, you know, by proxy because his dad was fully into it. Mm. But he wants to marry Esther, the singer, because she can really sing. And he's a he's just a regular piano player, but he learned by himself. But that was a really, really good book. I gave it four stars. And, you know, my stars are important to me. So that was really good. <laughs> Another one I read within this time was A Low Country Bride by Preslasia Williams. Unfortunately, this fell flat for me. And then the last one I want to talk about, I am waiting patiently. Tia Williams, I hope you happen to just stop and listen to our podcast because I'm waiting for another book from you. <laughs> Because Seven Days in June was on fire. And then I went back and read her previous books. And this one is called The Accidental Diva. Five stars. Five stars. This was a good book. It was... uh, My first sentence in my review says, A roughneck and a diva meet and fall in love quicker than his word artistry can leave his mouth and quicker than her stilettos can click their way towards beauty editor stardom. Mm. Good, good, good book. Loved it. So those are my reads that have been in my repertoire since our last uh, podcast episode. And they were some couple of good ones. Some fell flat, but this one, an American Marriage, I'm really looking forward to finishing. So that's me. What you got? I've been reading lots of graphic novels. Yeah, because I I purchased quite a bit. Well, no, you purchased quite a bit. And then I cataloged them, and then you went, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh-huh. It's a problem. <laughs> I got a problem, folks. Um, I would say I'm recovering, but I'm not. No. I am in the midst. That's okay. Admittance um, is the first step. So. And she looks like a graphic novel character now. She yes. does. Love your purple hair, girl. <laughs> I'm jelly. Thanks. All I have is my gray hair. You can get purple too. Well, we'll see. Yeah. But I just brought a couple of graphic novels and then a couple of my favorite reads from the summer that I uh, read, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so this first one is like adult content, folks. And it's The Me You Love in the Dark by Scotty Young and George Corona. Let me tell you why I bought that one. Mm. Because of the way the girl looks on the on the left hand side of the book. So she's an artist. Okay. And she moves to this old Victorian house to get away and kind of like get her juices flowing again. That looks she like has key a key house off a of lock and key. Yeah. Big she, fan of lock and key, by the way. I have never. And I just finished it. Never. I, I started episode one and I like turned it off. Really? Oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> oh no! But I think I wasn't paying attention, so mm-hmm. I need to go back. Good TV series. Well, it was for me. But go ahead. Yeah. She has, she's like trying to get away from her life to get those juices flowing again. She's due to have like a certain number of paintings turned into Mm. her gallery. I don't know. Like, I don't know the world of painting, but it's like a friend Mm. who owns a gallery that's been looking for her to submit more paintings to him so Mm. he can show them. And so she goes into this house and like, at first, she's really nonchalant about this weird feeling she has in the house. We don't pay enough attention to our weird feelings enough. We don't acknowledge them and actually, you know, go, okay, this weird feeling comes up, so I need to turn around and go the opposite way. Well, it's not that she doesn't acknowledge it. She oh. is more like, 
what good is a house if it doesn't give you a good haunting, you know? And it's <laughs> oh, like, I pretend like I don't hear it. Well, <laughs> maybe it's okay. And Love so it. she's like, you're no fun ghost. And like, come on. <laughs> and then the ghost's like, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, she's in this toxic, twisted relationship Wait. with a ghost. With a ghost. Go ahead, girl. I said it. I'm not mad at you. And so, um, it be that way sometimes. And I, I'm saying toxic, like, she's like, come hither. And they start, you know, okay. developing an adult relationship. And uh-huh. then she's trying to work, and the ghost wants her to, like, focus on the ghost. I mean, you're dead, though. <laughs> and, like, she goes to leave, and... The, you don't have a job. Okay. <laughs> she goes to leave, and the ghost, like, locks the door, and, like, puts out a bunch of food on the table and she's like i just thought you might want to eat before you leave and she's like fine and it's like this real toxic like oh and the colors show that with the darkness like the ghost doesn't like sunlight and she's always in the dark and there's candlelight so it's very like dark and mysterious and creepy it's suffocating in a way and it's like Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Like, at the end of that, I was just like, Did please get out. get out. Yeah, she gets out. Right. Um, but I think the house burns down or up? something. <laughs> <laughs> Did they break the up? They didn't want to break up. Wait. Did you hear me? She said he's dead and is. I'm done with y'all. Oh my gosh. Well, I have to say though, you know, because anything with our graphic novels, uh, we always talk about the pictures on the page. And I am saying that I love the way the font is in this one. It's Mm -hmm. different. It's got like a, it looks creepy itself, so to speak. So it fits with the graphic novel itself and its content. But yeah, it's a lot of darkness in here. A lot of reds, a lot of dark purples, um, definitely a lot of black. Wow. I'm sad that they didn't make it, you know, in the end. (laughs) That's all right. She Um, got out and that's what matters. Yes. And so the next one, I was really excited about it. We got a grant. It's like a Mississippi Library Commission grant. Shout out to the Mississippi Library Commission, MLC. We love you. And one of the things that I I tried to do with the grant was get more graphic novels and manga with more representation of disability, people Mm -hmm. of color, that kind of thing. And one of the books we got is called Moonshot, the Indigenous Mm -hmm. Comics Collection. We have volume one and two. And this was so cool to see. It's got a collection of different writers and artists. So you've got all kinds of art in here by all kinds of different styles and different just stories, different kinds of... So it's a compilation of stories? Yeah. Okay. It's just a collection of different artists and writers who are a part of Native communities across the nation and in Canada, too. So it's really cool. And it even has some stories that have never been written down before because, you know, Native communities are very oral in their storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so there's, I think there's just like one that's like, this is the first it's ever been written from their community. But Mm -hmm. it just, you know, it talks a lot about like the spiritual legends that some of the communities have and like Mm. the parables and things like that, that they have, that kind of thing. And it's played out through comics. And it it's so cool. It, it does look beautiful. cool because it's yeah. even got some explanations in the very beginning of the mm-hmm. of whatever short story it is. I saw one that said home. Yeah, and so like Nicole is saying, everything has a little intro at the beginning, but at the very end too you can see 
all of the authors and artists and what their background is, where they come from, mm. and the heritage that they have. <laughs> so that's Moonshot, the Indigenous Comics Collection Volume 1, and it's really cool, and, and I really enjoyed it. Two, by yes. the way. My next two... One is a YA book and one is a juvenile book. I loved these books so much. Fable by Adrian Young. When I tell you it's giving Pirates of the Caribbean, but make it feminist and make it women. And oh, okay, okay. oh, I just love it so much. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, Fable. Mm -hmm. She out here. She trying to survive. Okay. <laughs> she been dropped on an island by herself, by her father. He said... What? I'm not coming at back. Peace. Out. Oh, no, Dad. <laughs> really? uh -huh. What? And, like, this is, like, 18-somethings. And um, he is, like, she knows that he has built his fortune in trading and running trade routes throughout the sea and everything. And, like, this is the... She lives in the Narrows um, on Javal. And Javal oh, wow. is an island that, like... It's notorious for being very cutthroat and very... People are on Javal to get... To dive for stone. So, like, they dive off the coast of the island to get different kinds of rubies, things like that. Like, because okay. they're in the coral reefs. Right. And that's what she is. And at the beginning, people are starting to really pay attention to her because she keeps getting a lot of money because she's found a little sweet spot that she knows about. And it turns out, you find out later, that she is, like, a gem... She's something like a gym singer or whisperer or something like that. <laughs> but her mother was one. And you find out that her father and her mother were, like, so in love. And she has such great memories of being on her her father's ship with her mother. And she'd climb up in the hammock with her mother and they'd go to sleep. And then her mother was her father's gym whisperer. And right. he would she would tell him where the gyms were so that they could harvest them and sell them right. and trade them. Well... Uh, their ship ran aground mm -hmm. in the Tempest Snare. Mm -hmm. And so they got in a really bad storm one night and the ship, you know, sank and her mother died during that storm. Mm -hmm. And so after that happened, her father takes her, drops her off on Jabal and is like, peace, I'm never coming back. Maybe he didn't, he didn't think she was going to have the whispering abilities. But he's still his daughter. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, so... The whole book of Fable is her, she's coming back to talk to her father. Her father's name is Saint. She's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go tell, look, you dropped me off. Look, you thought I was going to die. Hmm. Guess what? Hmm. <laughs> it's like this whole journey of her to go see her father. And then if you don't want to plot, spoiler, skip ahead. I'm going to pause here for a second. Okay, but, <laughs> but then um, she meets her father, and the whole reason he dropped her off on that island is because it's so dangerous for him to have any vulnerabilities, and it's so dangerous for anybody to have vulnerabilities in this world because they will be exploited. Oh. So, like, he dropped, he's like, I never thought you weren't going to make it. I dropped you there because if somebody knew you were my daughter, they would try to kill you, and that would break me. Like, yeah. I already lost your mother. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Daddy. Yeah. We explained we, we, it. Okay. We come back for that. All right. But Fable has number two, Namesake, and you put the books together and it makes her face and it's so cool. Yeah. And we have Namesake in our consortium. We don't have the second one yet. Okay. But that's okay. Come October. Yes. You know, come October. Fiscal when year. That fiscal man. year money comes in. 
But I just really loved her determination. I'm really about a character who has everything thrown in their way and they just keep pushing through. Yeah. That is my favorite kind of character. Yeah. I love a good angsty, angry Ang character. It's the angst for Tori. It's, it's the angst for me. Um, so this was like... I will be purchasing this for my own collection. Mm. I freaking okay. loved this book. Mm. It was so good. Okay. And, I mean, even for male readers, like, this is very gritty. It's very action-packed. Okay. It's not, oh, this girl's sitting on a ship journaling about how much she misses Papa. No. <laughs> like, she's like, in the one of the first action scenes, this guy follows her back to her honey hole, and she knocks him out. She's like, okay. bam, because he, like, reali she realizes that he's found her and her stash, right. and she molly whops him with an oar. He's like, and then she's going to leave him, but, like, she's like, I can't leave him here, even though, right. like, everything in her body is being like, leave him, go, get out. She's like, mm, he's got a grandmother and a little sister. I'll grab it. So, oh, Netflix show. Yeah, it would be. So, yeah, that was Fable by Adrian Young. I adored it. It was great. And Namesake is just as good, if not better. We love a sequel that just get, keeps getting better. Mm -hmm. All right, and this last one I have is Ban This Book by Alan Gratz. And it follows Amy Ann. Amy Ann is the oldest of her family. She has, I think, twin sisters. Maybe they're not twins. Maybe it's just two little sisters. But Amy Ann's very quiet. She just wants to read a book. I she love just her already. She yeah, just, right. Like she <laughs> just wants to read a book, y'all. She's so she's so like just give me peace, you know? Like because she goes home and she's like trying to read in her mom's office. And then her little sister comes in playing horsies. And she goes to her bedroom. Well, her other be her bedroom shared by her other sister. And her other sister's playing dollies and being all loud. She goes in the living room. And her dad's watching the TV. She she goes in the bathroom. And the dog's up her butt. And she goes, <laughs> like, she eventually goes to her parents' car. Because she's like, I just want to read a book. And so... That's how it kind of, like, that's Amy Ann's life right now. She has a, two best friends, and they go through middle school together. And it turns out that Amy Ann's favorite book is from the mix-up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler, which I adored as a kid. Basically, if you don't know that book, it's this girl decides to run away from home, mm -hmm. and her little brother follows her, and oh. they go live in a museum. <laughs> and I like that. It was such a good book. I loved the movie, too, because I distinctly remember watching the movie as a kid, and one of the clues that Miss Frankweiler gave them was baloney, and she's like, it may be just a bunch of baloney, and they're, like, trying to figure out, like, they have to find the file, mm -hmm. and they're like, what is going on? And then her brother and her have this, like, epiphany that baloney is a city in Italy, and like, <laughs> you know, so... I was just like, oh, I thought that was the greatest thing as a kid. I was like, mind blown. It's not about lunch meat. <laughs> so, um, Oscar Mayer didn't have his hands in this. No. Um, but that is Amy Ann's favorite book because she likes that the, this heartbreaking. But she likes that the sister runs away from her family because Amy Ann wants to run away from her family. Because <laughs> I won't let her read. Yeah. She is. It's exhausting. She's very helpful. She does everything her parents tell her to do. Mm -hmm. Amy Ann, watch your sister. Amy Ann, help your sister do this. Amy mm -hmm. Ann, stop make stop 
getting on your sister's nerves, even though Amy Ann ain't doing anything. Right. She's just trying to live her life. And so she goes to check out the book again, and her school librarian says that somebody asked for the book to be removed from the library. <gasps> and she's devastated because that is her favorite all-time book, and she can't understand why somebody would want that book taken out of the library. Like, there's nothing bad in it. And it turns out that this boy's mother has decided to, she's on the school board, and this is something that she's starting to do, is, like, she's decided to take on all of these books she thinks are inappropriate in the library to take them out. Did y'all hear that deep sigh I just made? (sighs) Okay, so... Amy Ann don't like this boy because he drew her as a mouse. <laughs> he drew her as a mouse because he was drawing like, he. Lo- okay, side note, he likes Amy Ann. I'm just going to mm. say it. It's never explicitly stated, but he mm. likes her. Um, and so Amy Ann don't like him because she's like, you drew me as a mouse. And he tries to like, they have a history project they got to do together. And he like scoots his desk to her. And he's like, hey. And she's like, what do you want? I'm like, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll, I guess I'll just go do this part of my, of the project by myself. And she's like, you know, very like standoffish with him. And it's his mom. And basically at the end, I just, I'm trying to figure out how to tell the story without telling everything because I loved it so much (laughs) but Amy Ann starts a banned book locker library with her friends she's the librarian her best friend is really into legal things because her parents are lawyers and she's like we've got to get a policy going and like this little these little middle schoolers like she her best friend's the lawyer and, and then he's the acquisitions person. Yeah. The librarians and they put the list on the locker yeah. and then the principal asks her to take the locker or the list down because nobody's figured out that it's a library yet. But basically they crowdsource from their whole class. Like they find out that this boy has all the Captain Underpants that are getting taken out. They find out that this boy has the Matilda book that's getting taken out. They find out that, you know, this boy has this one. And then, to top it off, they go into the library, do a quick bait and switch, and take all the banned books that were hidden behind the librarian's desk and put them in her locker because they ain't going to use them, so we'll just put them in the locker. Oh, right. Wow. And Amy Ann's so nervous. She doesn't like betraying the librarian because her and the librarian are like, like this. And so she feels bad about that. The librarian gets let go because she's fighting Aww. against the ban, the book bans too. And y'all, the peace day resistance. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Are you ready? Plot spoiler. Okay. And so what happens is Amy Ann goes to the board goes to the board meeting. She's already been to one. She feels she like ends up crying at the board meeting because she doesn't she's not brave enough to stand up. Like her mm-hmm. dad's like, We took time out of our schedule to get you here. Like your sisters have this and this and this. And you didn't say anything. Like, what was that about? We just wasted our time. And she's crying. And her dad's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was a big deal. And, like, he apologizes. And so before, let me back up. Before the peace day resistance happens, Amy goes off on her family. She's like, I don't want this no more. I just do all the things. And nobody gives me any space. I just want to read a book. And her parents are like. You know, and it's just, like, it's such a good moment. She stands up for herself. She finally voices 
and they didn't know that she was thinking all these things. They were caught up in their own worlds, you know? Her mom has to work a lot. Her dad has to work a lot. And she doesn't get her own room. She doesn't get her own space. And she's very amenable to everybody. And then she just, it bottles up and kind of just explodes. So, yeah, me too. I loved it for her. I was cheering for her when that happened. Yes, ma'am. Her parents, you know, hear her loud and clear. And they make some changes in their house. Amy Ann gets her own room. Yay! Gets her own spot for reading their life. Yeah. Because they're very upset that Amy Ann lied to them. Amy Ann be telling people, telling her mom and dad that she in the soccer team. She on the, this (laughs) club, that club. Because she just stays after school in the library to read. So she. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's like, y'all. I was just, you know, and they're like, we found out you weren't in this club. She's like, I just need a place to read. (laughs) And so that happens. Her home life gets a lot better for her. And then not that it was bad. It was, you know, but her home life gets, she finally voices her issues there. And then she goes to the next school board meeting where all of the book challenges are going to be listed. And she pulls out, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yep. And I read that for the first time two years ago. She asks the lady who wants all these banned, all these books banned. She's like, do you think reading, like, so you're saying reading these things will make students become problematic. They'll become bad people. And the woman's like, well, I think blah, blah, blah. Literature has such a strong influence. And, blah. and she's like, that's funny because I'm looking in this book of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And here are your initials. And you read this book when you went to this school. And are, would you say you're a bad person? Oh, shut it down. Yeah. I was like, yes, ma'am. yo. Oh, man, it was so good. And then, like, of Egg course, on the she can't say nothing. Mm-mm. She can't say nothing. Jaw on the floor. Jaw mm-hmm. is just dropped. And mm-hmm. the, you could hear a pin drop. And then they're snickering because mm-hmm. we were like, you look like a clown. Mm-hmm. And so... Amy Ann fights for the books. They get back on the shelves, yes. and it's, it has a great happy ending. Yay! That's one I want to read. It was right. a very good book. So this is Ban This Book by Alan Gratz. I highly recommend it. I, I don't know if anybody ever really knows this about me, but I am so the person that's like, would you let people read what they want to read it is their business i am all about the phrase mind the business that pays you Mm -hmm. if it ain't got nothing to do with you if it's not hurting you specifically i'm talking about like physically okay if you walk into the library and there's a banned book there and it's talking about something that you don't particularly care for don't pick it up don't pick it up walk on by i love that walk on by you know there's a song just let people read what they want to read. I saw an article that I'll put in the show notes, but y'all, I was like, because <laughs> it was like this this Idaho group, like a whole town came to the library and wanted 400 something books taken out of the library because they did not promote their beliefs. And they wanted every book with a sexu- sexual situation taken out of the library. Okay. Um, so they go to the library and they're like, we want these books. And she's like, we ain't got these books. So like they were trying to <laughs> ban books the library didn't even have. <laughs> and, I was like, See? and then they said they wanted it preemptively banned. And so the, 
the rector just resigned and said, I'd rather be a library with a little bit of smutty books in it than a library in violation of people's constitutional right to free speech and right. freedom of reading, you know. Right. So it needs to be made into a full-fledged national law. It shouldn't just be a part of the American Library Association. It needs to be that that libraries, school libraries, academic libraries, public libraries, every library should be protected with that rule of people can read what they want to read. That's what makes us such a great democracy or supposedly uh, a great democracy is our freedoms. So why do you want to impose your thoughts, your opinions on what I want to do with my life and that includes reading what I want to read yeah it's frustrating for me it irritates me and especially during bam bam book week well not bam book week i'm saying but when people come up and say well i don't think this book needs to be in the library it's like okay well i want you to put out i want you to write down specifically why this should not be in the library because when i tell you if you're gonna really talk to me about it I'm going to say to you, do you know how many times the Bible has been listed on the on the American Library Association's banned book list? Right. Yeah. So if you don't want somebody to tell you that you can't read the Bible, then you cannot fix your mouth to say that they can't read what they want to read. Yeah, That's right. just me. But I digress and I didn't want to go into all of that, but. May we all be the Amy Ann's of yes. our stories. Hmm. Let us all be the Amy Ann's. And on that note. We encourage you to like, share, listen the pod, listen to the podcast, duh. Um, but like, share the podcast with somebody you know who may be interested in adding some books to their TBR. And we appreciate you guys staying with us, listening to us, and hanging out with us. And thank yeah. you so much, Talia, for coming. We're excited yeah, to have you on. We'll definitely have you back. Yes, for sure. Yeah, because you always reading some. Always, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk at you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.